Welcome to Toolbox Talks, the newest podcast for contractors and tradespeople in the home services industries. Listen and learn from different thought leaders as they share their personal and professional journeys, and reflect on industry trends and other ideas about how to grow your company. Let's get started. This is Jeff Shavitz, and welcome to another podcast of Toolbox Talks. I'm always excited to hear from thought leaders, and today we have Carlene Koss, the Executive Director of the Portable Sanitation Association International. And Carlene, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for asking me, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. You look nice and warm in Minnesota with your nice sweater on. As I have my sweater on in, uh, in Florida as well. Well, what it takes to feel cold in Florida is uh, not nearly as many, uh, as extreme as we have here in Minnesota. No, no, no. When it goes below 75, I, I wear a golf sweater. So that's how you know I've turned into a pure Floridian right now. I know you've lived here for a couple of years prior to going back to Minnesota. So well, as I say, you know, we always love talking to thought leaders and people who are really at the forefront of their industries. And if you can just give a little background on the association, your role, the complexion of the members, and then we'll just talk about, you know, how technology has affected your industry, the, the virus the past nine months, and just, you know, have an open dialogue. Sure. Well, so portable sanitation really got its start in the, the war years of the 1940s. You know, up to then, uh, people still had a lot of outhouses and privies and, and the world was in a different place. But during the war years, uh, when production on ships and, and other equipment had to happen quickly, you couldn't lose time with people having to take care of nature's call. So... Mm -hmm. There was, they jerry-rigged all sorts of contraptions to create restrooms on, uh, you know, in the naval yards and in other places where equipment was being manufactured. After the war, uh, we had come a long way and the idea of um, a hole in the backyard with a, a little wooden house over it was out and we had a building boom going on and people didn't want uh, workers taking care of nature out in the bushes. And so portable sanitation was born. And uh, our history as an organization began really in the early 1970s. So the industry itself was maybe 20 years old, but was really starting to take off because um, people were much more conscious of the environment. And if you remember, early 1970s, the Nixon administration was working on what's now known as the Clean Water Act and the Clean Air Act. And uh, our industry came together because they wanted to have a voice in how those, um, how those laws came to pass and what they would say. So we've been around since 1972. And uh, today we have about 420 members. These are companies that either provide portable sanitation services or provide the equipment and, and support for the companies that do that. And we're local, we have members all over the world. It's incredible. Well, I am a very happy customer of yours. So I've used your, um, your products at many events throughout my life and they're very well, well needed as they, as they will say. So it's, it's really interesting as we've done our research over the years and we've worked with many associations, there's so many associations and executive directors in these niche products and niche, niche services that really help and provide a voice to your industry. So, you know, thank you for what you do in you know, spearheading the, uh, the category. Yeah, well, we're grateful for the privilege, you know, because sometimes people think of portable sanitation and um, it's one of those products that if we're doing it right, 
nobody's talking about us. You know, uh, sometimes you'll hear people say negative things about portable sanitation, but it's usually when they've had a bad experience. And we want people to understand that it does not have to be a bad experience. Uh, it, our products are here to help solve problems and give people a dignified way to take care of nature's call when there isn't uh, plumbing available. And um, if somebody's having a negative experience, it doesn't have to be that way. And we're trying to help people understand that. But, but whose decision is it? Like, so if you go to a public event, let's say it's a sporting event, an outdoor sporting event, or children's soccer tournament, is it the town, the county, the state? Who is responsible for making sure that there are portable bathrooms at the event? And then how do your members then know to act and get you know, one, two, five, ten 10 um, portable bathrooms at that uh, location? Super question. Uh, so someone, sometimes by law and sometimes just by common sense, is the customer. You know, some, uh, it, a lot of outdoor events, um, there's a, a state or a local law that says if you're going to have this event and for us to give you a permit, you're going to have to have portable sanitation. Um, sometimes it's just common sense in the sense of uh, gosh, if I don't have a way for people to take care of nature's call, they're not going to stay at my events. So I, I need to offer that. Where the challenge comes in sometimes is that the people who make that decision to get the portable sanitation, what they get in terms of the number of units and hand wash uh, stations, um, how often they contract for service and so forth, those people are often not the people who actually use the restrooms. Mm -hmm. So sometimes event planners in an effort to um, conserve resources or they just don't have the budget or they just don't think it's important won't get enough and so then the units fill up or they're not cleaned as often as they should be and people have a bad experience and that's why i want to stress it doesn't have to be that way if you go to a big box store and the the bathrooms are messy you're going to go to the manager of the big box store and say hey you know your restroom is a mess. But what happens in portable sanitation is people see the name on the, on the restroom unit and they think it's the provider or the company that isn't doing it. When in reality, it's the event planner that they need to, to talk with because, um, I mean, the folks at the big box store go in probably once an hour and replace toilet tissue and wipe things down and so forth. If they're not doing that on a, on a, uh, event side, shame on them. That, that's very interesting. As, as a relatively educated person, I would have not thought that. I would have thought it's the company on the name of the bathroom, not the event organizer or the name. That's very interesting. And I think that's maybe part of your lobbying work is to get that message out to the, um, you know, the, the tourists and the people you know, going to these different events. Well, and we're sure working on it. But the, the other thing is, there is no company out there that wouldn't be delighted to be on, on the site and taking care of those units once an hour or you know, after every use or whatever. It usually comes down to a budgetary decision that the customer who's paying the bill makes. And so our, our uh, members are working hard to educate customers about why having clean and, and pleasant restroom facilities is really economy in the long run. Very, very interesting. So as Toolbox, one of the primaries we were talking before we got on the podcast, we have thousands and we're talking to hundreds of thousands and millions of 
contractors and home service companies and individuals, if they're in a different category, let's say they're a plumber, they're a landscaper, they're a roofer, they're an air conditioning, is there an opportunity to have them reach out to your association? Because maybe there's another revenue stream that these contractors, if, let's say in plumbing, they know how to fix devices, maybe they should be aware that there's another opportunity that on you know, weekends they can provide your service at local events or even national events. And do you ever get people from outside your industry that are looking to participate within your industry? Another great question. Uh, our industry is one where some companies do portable sanitation. That's their main business. That's all they do. And uh, that is one business model. And it, it works under certain circumstances very, very well. There are many of our members who are in multiple business lines. They might be in plumbing and also offer portable sanitation. They might be in uh, sewer and septic uh, and right. also, offer, you know, so complementary fields. Um, our industry typically does require investment in heavy equipment. So it's not something you're going to do uh, just on the spur of the moment. But if you're already working in a complementary field, like party and event planning is another one where we see crossover. Um, certainly there are some construction firms that do their own. Um, well, that's good to know. No, I'll definitely, as we speak to our you know, members and our people that follow us, I'll definitely make a mention that uh, to reach out to your association as well. One question I always ask in the past couple of months is how has the virus affected your industry um, you know, with COVID-19? Well, in portable <coughs> sanitation, there are really four drivers of um, our industry's business, okay? One of them is construction and job sites. One of them is special events like fairs and, and concerts and outdoor events. Uh, one of them is agriculture. And one of them is uh, disaster relief. So... Disaster relief, of course, has not been affected one bit by, by uh, COVID. Uh, there's still hurricanes, there's still wildfires. That's, you know, the same. Um, agriculture, people still have to eat. So that continues to exist. How we serve agriculture has changed. Construction and other job sites, have, that has actually grown because construction was viewed as a, an essential industry and other job sites that didn't normally get portable sanitation pre-COVID are now getting portable sanitation. For example, um, there are warehouses where uh, truck drivers will drive up to deliver a load and the owners will not want the, the truck driver to come in and use the restroom because of uh, disease transmission. So they will have portable restrooms outside for the truckers. So uh, the, the area that's been just shut down completely has been special events. Um, that piece of our business has simply just stopped uh, and will until um, the quarantining and, and social distancing eases up. But on the whole, our industry has been, has risen to the challenge. We've had to change how we do things. We issued our, our association issued um, new guidelines for portable sanitation during COVID-19. We did that very early in the process. Uh, and they address specifically the changed needs in job sites, um, agriculture, and, and uh, other 
uh, well, what events are going on, we address what has to be done there. And the whole the whole world has changed, and hopefully, the next couple of months, as the vi as the vaccine gets out there, you know, hopefully, in the middle of the year, it'll come back to normal with we, you know, sporting events and all the things that where your your products would be, um, you know, out there for us all to use. Well, we try to keep our podcast, you know, ten to fifteen minutes. Anything in closing you'd like to touch upon that we didn't um, speak about? Well, I guess the only other thing I'd mention is when people think of our uh, industry, where they think of quite often of a, of a plastic box that looks a bit like a phone booth, for those of you who are old enough to remember phone booths, but about that size, and that's what they think of. And to a large extent, that is uh, what we offer. But uh, understand, folks, that, that there's a whole range of offerings. There are portable uh, sanitation options that go right up to anything that's as fancy as you'd see in a hotel with uh, uh, granite countertops and air conditioning and piped in music and, and everything from that on back down to the plastic box. The other thing that I would mention that's pretty important is hand washing. Now, if there's anything COVID has taught us, it's hand washing is important. And sometimes um, event planners in the past have not been keen on making sure there's enough hand washing available. So it's really important for the public to understand that when they ask for it, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get it, but it isn't our industry that can make that happen. It's, it's reaching out to those event planners and insisting on better, uh, better results. No, your analogy is well said. I, I didn't, I didn't know till now a minute ago, the kind of the breadth of the products that you offer. So, um, I will definitely try to find the uh, the different kind of portable sanitation products when I go to my next sporting event, instead of the instead of the phone booth one. Yeah, well, you know, and and if you ask for them too, I mean, the planners need to know what would make people come to their event and stay at their event. Sometimes they offer these higher end products um, for, for a VIP ticket. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, someone's having their dream wedding out in the middle of a field somewhere, and and they want to have one of these nicer products. It just depends. Well, Carlene, thank you so much for joining us on Toolbox Talks, and we look forward to staying in touch with you, and happy and healthy new year. And to you too. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on social media at Toolbox Payment, and download the Toolbox Payment app to drive more profitable business today. Until the next podcast.